Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, how's everybody doing today, huh? You guys doing good? All right, all right, all right. Great to, great to see everyone. And would you please help me welcome all of our locations right now and everyone watching online. So glad that you're with us here. We're continuing in our sex and sensibility here, uh, our sex and sensibility series here at Celebration. And before I get into today's message, I just wanna remind you about a couple of things. Uh, First of all, this is the last weekend of our group and serving teams expo and uh, lots of groups, serving teams, classes uh, available to you out there, activities. Please check that out on your way out at all of our locations today. We would love for you to get connected uh, and part of a group or serving team here at at Celebration. It is so, so vital to your walk with God and uh, into your spiritual life. And so uh, please check that out. This is the last weekend that we'll have it up here at church. And hey, how about next weekend, Joyce Meyer coming to town, huh? You guys excited about that? And uh, what I'm trying to do with those legends like Joyce, you know, Joyce is, I mean, she, she's older now. She's up there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she brings, she brings so much integrity and so much experience. And, uh, and so we're really honored to have her. So I'll be speaking next Sunday morning. It's just one of those weekends to double dip if you can. If you can't, choose Joyce over me, okay? You get to hear me all the time. But she'll be speaking at our 5.30 service on Sunday night. That's for everyone. And then she'll be speaking, I'm really excited about, she'll be speaking to our sub-30 service at 7.30 because I really want to speak her to speak, not only to that age group, that 18 to, I know it's sub 30, but for Joyce, we sub 40 if you have to, you know what I'm saying? Just whatever, just put a hat on and sneak in the back. If you can't make it to the 530, we're going to be lenient with the age thing there, but I'm really looking forward to her her pouring in into our next generation and especially uh, those young women. She has a lot to offer. So it's going to be a really, really big special weekend next weekend. And, and also next weekend, I'll be announcing all of our projects. I'll be announcing uh, Orange Park. I'll be announcing everything that we have going on with our retreat center and just all kind of exciting things. Our new offices, all those things have finally landed. And I think you guys are going to be really, really excited about what God's doing here at Celebration and what we're going to see happen this year. Amen. Come on. Can you give God a hand clap? for that. So, okay. So, so (laughs) as Pastor John said, this is PG 13. Okay. Or at least PG 12. If you have a middle schooler or high schooler, I want them in here. And I'm going to tell you right now, just like I told last night's uh, service. um, Listen, I only know how to preach this one way. Okay. And that's, you know, coming from God's word, but also being very, very real and open and honest about the subjects that we're gonna be talking about today. You know, uh, if you look just, just in general with people, people, these are, this is a fact, these are just polls for our entire nation, really people all around the world, and people's two biggest struggles are with money and with sexual issues. And, uh, and so I, I take it on myself as a pastor, I've, I've gotta understand these things And I've got to know these things. So we know with money, right? We give you what God's word says about money and we understand tithing and things like that. But money's so much more than that, isn't it? Okay, once you get down to tithing and you understand God first, well, what about budgeting? What about how to get out of debt? What about investing? What about just basic principles of economics? So we offer you that in classes in FPU. You can sign up for one of those classes today out there because we want to help you in that area. That's a big, big area of worry and concern and struggle. Well, it's the same thing with sexuality. And especially these last couple of years as God's really put on my heart and our church's heart to really go after the youth. It's what the Lord spoke to me loud and clear, that there is a war. There is a war, and we're going to war, and it's for the young people of this nation. And that even though the enemy has come in like a flood against them, God is going to raise up a standard, and we're going to see the greatest move of God in our young people that we've ever seen. So some of the things I'm telling you, I mean, I've, I've doctor friends, I have psychologist friends, I've been to conferences, there's, there's counselors, there's all these things. I've, I've gathered this information from a lot of books. We're gonna talk about the Bible, but also bring some science. 
uh, in today. And Carrie did a great job of that last week. Wow, was that like heavy duty? Like I, if, if I, that message, it would take me like three months to preach all that. I'd have to spend like two weeks on each of those grids that she did in 45 minutes. But uh, it's a serious subject. And, uh, and so we, if we're going there, we're going there, okay? And, and parents, hopefully I can, uh, we can equip you on, if you have a young person, how to talk to them. Because listen, we can, we can avoid sexual education, but I'm telling you, our young people and really everyone is getting educated sexually every day by voices that are anti-God and against God's word and that are gonna leave them to a place of brokenness and destruction instead of leaving them to a place, leading them to a place of life. God is not holding out on you, okay? And the church can't just be like, well, don't have sex before marriage. Like, how's that working out for everybody? You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, we've got we've to get in there because watch, the more, the more that science develops, the more science lines up with the Word of God. And we're gonna look at that today when it comes to these areas of attraction, of sexual orientation, and of identity. So I'm gonna talk to you about sexual stewardship today, and I've entitled this message, I Want You More, Lord. I Want You More, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord, for this next half hour, God. Help us to have open hearts. Help us to understand the seriousness of the subject that we're talking about today, God. And Lord, we, we thank you, Lord, that no matter what people are struggling with, no matter what's going on in our world, God, you are greater. The name of Jesus is above every name. The name of every sexual addiction, God, the name of every fetish, the name of every sexual thing going on with humanity. Lord, we thank you that you love us and you're greater, you understand our struggles, and you wanna help us in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, so listen, there's no shame. Everybody say no shame. There's no shame, okay? No matter what's going on in your life, we're not, we're, we're not gonna focus on the past, we're gonna focus on moving forward, okay? God wants to get us to a place of wholeness and health in our sexual lives. And, and I wanna repeat something that Sai said just a, a few weeks ago. Could you imagine if people just obeyed God in this one area, the area of sex and our sexuality? Can you imagine there would be no, none of the 21 sexually transmitted diseases? There would be no rape. There would be no violating of women and all those things that we, that we see going on. There would be no sex slave trade where they estimate now that 27 million mostly underage girls and boys are sex slaves and, and are traded and purchased in the sex trade. Can you imagine, think, just think about maybe on a more at home level, just if, if I, I, went, I was a child, my parents went through a divorce. The pain that that caused our home. Now look, a lot of you have been divorced. Hey, welcome to the family, I'm right there, okay? Okay, I don't want you to focus, but we all know that divorce, it, it does something to the soul of a family. There's a lot of pain associated with that. And that's why with a lot of people, there's, there's divorce recovery and there's things like that. These things, imagine that adultery would never be committed. Imagine that there was no porn industry. There was no internet porn. I mean, I could just go on and on. Could you imagine what our world would be like if just in this one area, we did it God's way. And this is what I wanna say to the world and the culture, and really, if you don't agree with what I'm talking about, let me, how, how, how is sexuality working out for everybody right now? All those sexually transmitted diseases, all the confusion, all the sexual mayhem, all of the rape and all of the porn and all of the destruction and all of the pain, how, how's that working out? It's not working out. And if we'll just understand that, look, God is not holding out on us, but God, he's, he's, he's blessed us. God is the one that made us sexual beings. Okay, we want to have sex. We are driven to have sex. God gave us that. We talked about that in a previous message. The purpose of marriage. It's husband and wife and God in the middle. Tri triune, Trinity, the image of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there's a powerful sex drive in that so that there can be in a, uh, intimacy and so that man can replicate and demonstrate God's image in the earth. So God gave us this strong 
powerful sexual desire. So here's the thing. Like everything else in our lives, like all other behavior in our lives, we just have to learn by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God how to steward our sexuality like we steward everything else in our lives. Can I have a good amen to that? So here's, here's what I'm gonna get at. Here's the, the problem with the world. The world teaches, this is their sexual education. You have the right to do whatever you want sexually. You're attracted to this, well, get it on with that. Well, you got an impulse over here, well, follow that impulse. In other words, whatever, whatever you, you, you know, whatever's going on on the inside of you, well, then you need to do that. That's who you are. That's your identity. You're, you're being denied. Just pursue that. Listen, no, none of us have the right to do whatever we want to do sexually. None of us. It doesn't matter your sexual preference or whatever. This, uh, our, our sexualness is a very powerful and can be a very destructive instrument to ourselves and others, okay? And so none of us have that right. God gives us guidelines and boundaries where we can experience wholeness in our sexual lives. So let's look at a couple of scriptures here, all right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians Chapter six, verse 12 through 20. This is the apostle Paul speaking. He says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So he starts off saying, look, there's a lot of things out there. You know, they're, they're okay, they're, they're lawful, but not everything is really beneficial. But now he's gonna take a turn and he's basically gonna say, however, there are some things that are, 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 are not lawful okay, and are really not beneficial. So look what he says there in verse 13. He says, foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know, look, very important. Do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Remember what Carrie talked about uh, last weekend? In other words, that sexual release, when you engage sexually, whether it's a person your spouse, an image on a computer screen, your neurons, all those chemicals that, that release, those neurons that fire together what? Wire together. You, are, you fire off in that release and now you are wired to that person or image. This is what God was talking about in Genesis chapter two and here's what he's repeating right here. Okay, do you not know that you become one body with her? You're gonna wire to her. You're gonna wire to that image. There's a, there's a wiring that's gonna go on and if it's, not, if it's not in the blessing of God, it's gonna be destructive. It's like you have a sex glue. It's gonna pull part of your soul with it. It's gonna fraction your soul. He says, don't, don't you understand this whole, you know, if, if you fire with her, you're gonna wire with her in your mind and then your mind, it's like Carrie talked about, it, it digs a neuropathway, neuroplasticity. This is science. There's like a river, a tunnel there. And now your body is gonna say, to get pleasure, I, I wanna go back with this thing that I'm wired to. That porn site, that fetish, that whatever that thing is, that person that's not your spouse, it's gonna be like a drug. Your body's gonna say, to feel good, I need that thing that I was wired to. But, okay, y'all ready for some good news now? Do I have your attention? Okay. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Paul's saying, listen, I've got good news for you though. You have fired and been wired to the Lord and you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And that wiring is stronger than the other wiring that's trying to pull you into sexual immorality or sexual sin. 
You just have to learn how to train your brain and by the Holy Spirit, get self-control in your body. That's right, we're gonna talk about this. You might have fired and wired to something unhealthy sexually. I got good news. Look, you can refire and rewire and you have the power of God on the inside of you. Okay, keep going. I love this. This is the only sin that the Bible uses this, this language. Look. Flee sexual immorality. Okay, what's sexual immorality again? By God's standard, it's any sexual activity outside one man, one woman in the confines of marriage. In the confines of marriage. God, that's so old fashioned. That's so, God, that's so archaic. No, this is healthy. This is how it's supposed to work. And I'm gonna show it to you in just a second. And we're gonna see how jacked up we all are because of the culture that we've been brought up in and there's no shame. Listen, just bump, fist bump your neighbor right now. Say, there's no shame in your game. There's no shame in your game. Okay, this isn't a shame. This isn't a shame message. I'm just gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm about to show you, look, look, look. Flee, flee, flee. Run for your lives, flee. Sexual immorality, look, every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. And so are you saying that there's different levels of sin with God? No, all sin is the same with God, but certain sins have greater consequences and are more destructive. This is about your soul. This is about what you're wiring your soul to. And if it's not in the confines of God's covenant, marriage gets what that soul gets wired. It's like pulling it's fractioning your soul. Don't worry, Jesus is our healer. Jesus can redeem you. Jesus can make everything new again. Jesus can make everything right again. Remember, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was out there partying and shoving cocaine up my nose and sleeping around and just following, what was I supposed to do? I was lost. What else am I supposed to do but satisfy my desires? And here's what we have to understand. Just because you get saved, when I got saved, guess what? All those desires are still there. You see what I'm saying? You think I, I, I didn't get saved? Like God set me free. I felt the, 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 the weight of sin lifted off to me. I, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. So now the things of God weren't a have to, they were a want to. But man, I still had to manage attraction. God just didn't zap me and say, okay, from now on, you're only gonna be attracted to one woman and whenever I send her to you, you'll realize that and then you'll marry her and you'll never be attracted to any other woman again except your wife. <laughs> what? I'm a man. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm gonna talk about this in attraction in a second. So we need, 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 look, there's a lot of, there's, there's a ton of girls I think are attractive. There's a bunch of women that are attractive. If you're a girl, I'm sure you think there's a bunch of guys that are cute. I think there's a bunch of girls that are attractive, but I only have desire for one. There's a difference between attraction and desire. Oh, there he is. You see, we have this idea, oh, I'm, I'm attracted. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> so what if you're attracted to it? Welcome to humanity. But so the Bible says this, it doesn't say we're led away by our own lust. It doesn't say we're led away by our own attractions. It says we're led away by our own desires. If you can learn how to manage attraction, when you want that thing that you know is not God or not healthy and you learn to say, man, I want that, but I want you more, Lord. I want that, but I want you more, Lord. God, I'm, I've, I've got some kind of wiring going on with this thing, but Lord, I thank you that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, it divides the soul and the spirit. In other words, God can, with his word, cut 
a new tunnel in your mind of neuroplasticity and he can begin to flow life in there and he can rewire you sexually. Come on, he can fill up that old destructive sexual tunnel neuropathway in your brain. This is science and he can cut a new pathway into your brain. Do you know what the word for iniquity? If you study the word iniquity, you, you ever seen that? What's the difference between sin? What's the what's what talk about? I'll give you forgive you all your iniquity. Well, sin's different from iniquity. Sin is, you know, that's to miss the, miss the mark. We sin in some way every day. We're, we're not like Jesus in some ways, okay? Thank God for his grace. That's why we're saved by grace, okay? Iniquity, watch, is the, if you study it in the Old Testament, it means grooves. It's like a farm field that you see grooves where the irrigation water would flood through to water the crop, what happens is in our sinful state or when we engage in behavior that is anti-God, when we're fire, especially sexually, when we're, 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 we're firing and there's wiring going on, these grooves, unhealthy grooves, these sin patterns are formed in your mind. It's what iniquity, it means the grooves. So in other words, that's why you get, I mean, and this could not just be sexually. This could be a filter of rejection. This could be a filter of insecurity. This could be a filter of how you view men or women based upon your past or whatever. There's tons of these unhealthy grooves. And if they stay in there, the Bible calls them strongholds. You following me? That's why Romans 12, one and two is so Important. I'm jumping around, but throw, throw Romans 12 and 2 because I'm like already here. Look what it says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, learn how to steward your body according to his ways, his patterns. What do we preach in Matthew 6, 33? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness, his right patterns. We're gonna get rid of the old patterns, the old neuropathways. We're gonna, God's word is gonna dry them up and clog them up and we're gonna create some new pathways. We're, 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 what starts out with a have to is now a want to because we experience the life of doing it God's way. We don't wanna go back to shame. We don't wanna go back to guilt. We don't wanna go back to that brokenness. Is anybody hearing today? What I'm trying to say is when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed, but you have to learn how to rewire and refire according to God's word. And if you're married, you gotta keep refiring and rewiring with your spouse. Some of y'all need to go home this week, marry couples. You need to try to have sex every day for a week. I'm gonna show this to you. Some of the men are like, really? You hadn't heard a thing I said this whole message till I said that. You know why? Because when you're doing that with your spouse, Guess what? There's firing and wiring. There's firing and wiring. There's firing and wiring. There's firing and wiring. And you know what? Your brain starts to get trained. You know, when it feels that urge, it wants what you've been wiring it yourself to. Okay? Some of you men are looking like, Pastor, is, this, is there really Bible for this? Because my wife is not going to let me unless you can show some scripture. Don't worry, I found a scripture. Just hold on. <laughs> now guys, it took some digging, okay. <laughs> Had to get a few, you know, extra concordances to validate my interpretation, but it's in there, all right. Look verse, uh, yeah. Look, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everybody say transform. Is God's word true or not? Can he transform your life? Can he transform your desires? Can he transform your attractions? Can he transform yourself, your life? Yes, you can be transformed. 
How? By the renewing of your mind. Transformation happens in the mind. God wants to take his word that's sharper than any two-edged sword that can divide even the soul and the spirit. In other words, the mind is the access to the soul. He'll take the sword and cut a new neuropathway in you that leads to abundant life and health and, and dry up and clog up that old thing that your mind was running with. Carrie and I preached a marriage conference in Louisiana uh, last week, and I stayed at this, it's this old hotel, it's a Hilton now, it's downtown by the state capitol uh, in Baton Rouge, and um, we were preaching this marriage conference there, and there's this other hotel across the street, and it's a newer hotel, and uh, some of these pastors in Louisiana were telling me the story. They said, Stovall, listen to this. They said, I didn't know this, you know, I grew up, lived in Louisiana all my life. Go LSU Tigers, this is our year we are gonna dominate. It will, I'm telling you, this is the year we defeat Nick Satan. I mean, Nick Saban. I'm sorry, God. Let's bring this back. We bring this back. These pastors were telling me, they said, Stovall, listen to this. They said, there was this rumor. Did you ever hear this rumor? that back when this Hilton was the old whatever state capital hotel, and it was back in the days of Huey P. Long, and if you understand Louisiana politics, Louisiana has a long history of political corruption, okay? Long, long history of political uh, corruption, the Louisiana mafia. I'm part of the Louisiana preacher's mafia. We're on the good side, okay? We're the anti-corruption, kind of two mafia schools. However, they were saying there was this rumor Okay, that there was a, across the street from this kind of uh, capital whatever hotel, this is where all the people would come from the state legislature, you know, and they're making their deals and their backroom, backdoor political deals and blah, blah, blah. And they said there was this rumor that there was this tunnel that went out of this hotel somewhere, like in the bottom basement, and went under the street and went across to this other establishment that was a bar and a restaurant, but it had kind of like a backroom brothel over there. So it was always a rumor. Like people heard it. My dad told me about it. He said, yeah. He said, you see that new hotel over there? I can't remember the name. It's the hotel across the street. He said, well, they built that about five years ago, okay? And when they built that hotel and then when they were down doing the construction, guess what they found? they found this big cave tunnel-like thing that had been clogged up with concrete. And they busted that thing open, and sure enough, there was a tunnel going from under there, under the street, to the old other Capitol Hotel. It had been clogged up from both sides. And those politicians, I'm not saying Huey P. Law, I don't know who, what happened was those politicians would go in there they tell their, hey, I got to stay at the hotel all weekend. We're cutting these legislative deals, blah, blah, blah. And then they could sneak down there, some of them, and go to that brothel. And it could, be never, it could never be proven that they ever left that hotel. It was just too easy for them. And then when the heat came on and the rumor got out, they clogged up the holes real quick. They filled them in with concrete. They were just discovered about five years ago. Here's what I'm saying. Some of you, you have these neuropathways, these iniquity patterns in your mind. It's too easy for you to go down that track. You're gonna have to do some work and clog them up and fill them up with the word of God and some boundaries and some prayer and some understanding and maybe some books, a lot of them that we even have in the lost, you're gonna have to clog up those holes and allow the word of God to dig you a new pathway that leads to life and peace. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Okay, real quick, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about, go back to Corinthians. God, I gotta hurry, I gotta hurry. No, not that one. Yeah, look, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you and, and who you have from God? That's still uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. And you are not your own, keep going. For you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Here's what God's saying. I know you have these issues. I know you have all these sexual things going on, but look, you were bought with a price. 
The blood of Jesus has forgiven you. The blood of Jesus has redeemed you. Your body is not your own. You are joined to me by the Holy Spirit. You're the temple of God. I bought you with a price. Learn how to steward your body in a healthy and godly way. Okay, watch. Here's the thing about sexual sin. If you study the Old Testament, anytime the enemies of Israel really wanted to, demor wanted to demoralize the nation, you know what they'd do? They would tear down the temple. In other words, even though the temple didn't really hold any weapons or anything like that, they would want to tear, destroy the temple because that was the soul of the nation. It would demoralize them. This is what God is saying. When you give in to sexual immorality, it's destroying your temple, your soul. It's demoralizing your soul. And anyone that's been in a sexual bondage or can't get freedom or sustainable, I'm not talking about every now and then you slip up or look at something or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about you, you, you've, you've gotten into something and you can't get out. You know the guilt and the shame and the effect and the demoralizing factor that that has on your soul. I'm telling you, you were bought with a price and the blood of Jesus has forgiven you. You are not a bad person, okay? You're a child of God and you have struggles and humanity like everybody else. Welcome to the world that we live in. God loves you and he's for you. So let's begin to believe God and refire and rewire. Can I have a good amen? Watch this. Real quick, let's talk about these things. You ready? Ready? Uh, give me, yeah. Attraction, orientation, and identity. Let's say these together. Attraction, orientation, and identity. These three things. Now, the world wants to kind of make these things all the same. Oh, you're, you're attracted to the same sex, or you're attracted to this, or you have a proclivity of that. Well, you know what? Well, that you, or you've oriented yourself to those sexual activities. So, you know what? You just, that's your lifestyle, that's your identity. That's who, who you are. Listen to me. Your sexuality, is, it's not your whole identity. It's just one piece of the pie. That's why the Secular American Psychiatric Association came out two years ago after they've been able to study sexuality, honestly, for 20 years they used to tell people, oh, you're, you're attracted to this, you're attracted to the same, oh, that's your lifestyle, that's your lifestyle, run with it, go with it. You know what they say now? For some people, and we know biblically it would be for all people, the American Psychiatric Association, look it up, secular, they say this, for some people, accepting a lifestyle based on their attraction can be very, very destructive. Just because they're attracted or have a proclivity for a certain sexual preference to adopt an entire lifestyle and an identity on that can be very psychologically damaging and self-destructive because every human being's different. Your family, your core beliefs, your values, how you view yourself, what you wanna be, the degree of all the, all these kind of things like that. They're not saying change or not change or anything. They're just saying this is what science shows us now after being able to study this honestly for over 20 years. So let me tell you God's intent and you'll learn. Listen, anybody can come, but you understand, you can become attracted to anything. Let's just break down attraction. You understand how attraction works? In the formative years, from the time you're like seven years old to 16, you know that you don't mature from an attraction standpoint until the, between the ages of 22 and 26. Do you know that? You have an autosexual response. So when you're going, what does it say? From age 12 to 17, so I calls it the urge to merge surge. Your hormones increase by 600% in waves. I mean, you can have a sexual impulse towards anything. Have you ever, th and, and, and sexual impulses left unchecked with human depravity, it can lead to anything. You can be attracted to anything. With all kind of unhealth and weird stuff going on, you can get, you can get attracted to, the, to this keyboard. 
that's why, have you ever thought about this? You ever read in, in, in Leviticus where God says, don't have sex with an animal. If you have sex with an animal, that person has to be, they have to be cut off. I can't allow that to get into the nation. If you have sex with an animal, you have to be cut off. Don't have sex with an animal. How many of you were like me and you read that verse and you're like, you know, God, did you really have to say that? I, you know, I just kind of reached that conclusion on my own. Like, did you have to like write that out in the Bible? I just kind of common sense out when God, you know, like stay away from the sheep. I get it, God. <laughs> but here's what God, God was saying. Human sexuality, unfiltered and unchecked, and the way that it works, someone can become attracted to anything. Do you know what I have in my hand right here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna help everybody see where I'm going. Okay, watch. You know what I have in my hand right here? Challenge, uh, this is the newspaper, uh, the advocate, Baton Rouge paper, when I was over doing the marriage conference. Challenge to bestiality law tossed in Germany. Do you know what it says? Two people were arrested for bestiality, having sex with animals. They took their case. It got all the way to the Supreme Court of Germany which means the lower courts were like, wow, this is a tough one. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch, watch, watch church, watch, watch. We're laughing. This is where it's headed. I'm just saying, and you know what their argument was? Their argument was this, we, we are, and, and, and we're really attracted to animals. We've been sexually orientated to animals. We're being sexually discriminated against. It's the same thing that you're saying to other groups of people. You're sexually discriminating against us because science now backs it up through the fire and wire. You can become attracted to anything. So that it made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Wow, the, these people really are attracted to animals. You can get attracted to anything. The science proves that. Okay, are you ready for this? They struck down their case, the Supreme Court, and upheld the no bestiality law. You know what, but you know why? No, don't, don't clap yet, don't clap yet. You wanna know why? Not that it, they said it was wrong inherently for humans. You know what they said? There's no way for us to prove, even though you are, this is your sexual orientation and you're attracted to animals. There's no way for us to prove that the animals are being cooperative. There's no way for us to prove that the animals, you know, you might wanna tell your neighbor what happened in church today. I'm just saying, you just, what pastor preach on? No. There is no way for the, for, the, for, the, for the court to prove that the animals were consensual in the sexual activity. So they're saying we're upholding the law because this is, this is a violation to the animals. We think that we can't prove that it's not being forced. That's why they upheld the law. Not because this is just wrong. And we wonder why God has to put things in the Bible like that. Because God knew. He knew the power of sexuality. Let me real quick, let me show you how this was all supposed to work, okay? This is how it was all supposed to work. Here's what happens. I'll just take a young boy. Girls, you can apply the same principle to the girls, okay? Young boy, here's what happens. He grows up in a family. He's got an active father. Okay, if you're a single mom, don't have a dad, whatever, the grace of God will cover you, don't freak out, all right? But I'm just telling you, the father's role in a young man's life is crucial. And if you look at young men that have a lot of same-sex attraction, that have sexual deviance and all that, usually the father, there's an issue there, but not, but today it's different. You can have great dads and those kids still have issues. I'm gonna tell you about this uh, in just a second, okay? And uh, how it's supposed to work under God's, Original intent. 
A young boy grows up, he identifies with his dad, right? He and his dad are the same. Dads, that's why it's so important with your young boy that you, you touch them, you hug them. You're not a young boy, but you know what I'm saying? Get, get that, that smell, I put on deodorant today. It's that, 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 that young man, watch, he becomes real familiar. There's no, there, there's none. Listen, listen, listen. There's no mystery with men, with touching and men. You see him, this is real familiar to him. Are you following me? Man, we're wrestling, we're, we're, we're guys at sameness. Are you following me? So as he grows up, the female, they're a little bit mysterious. They don't, they're different. See, mystery is a big part of sexual attraction develop, development. Well, she's mystery. So that's why boys, you know, they start out, you know, ooh girl, you know, ooh girl, and then the urge to merge surge hit. That was like Adam. Adam's like, whoa, she's different. Whoa, she completes me. Whoa, uh, my things are gonna fit. There's a, you do see what I'm saying? (laughs) So he grows up, watch. He grows up, watch. He never sees a naked woman. He never sees any porn. He never has sex with another woman. And guess what? One day he meets a girl. Man, he's attracted to her. There come, this is it. This is the woman. Okay, watch. They end up, he's older now. They end up, get, they don't touch. They don't, I mean, mess around, okay? On his wedding night, that woman is the first woman that he ever sees naked. And boy, that firing and that wiring you know what I'm saying? It is like, do you know you have an autosexual response system? You, that's why you gotta be careful. Even if you're not married, you start, all, you, you start kissing a lot. You start, everyone has to have their own boundaries. But I'm telling you, you start going past a little bit of kissing. When that thing gets fired up, it's like starting up an engine. It's like... It's science. That's what kissing does. Starts the engine. Bum, 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 bum. Chemicals are flowing. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. So anyway, that's what, so watch now. His natural attraction was developed in a healthy way. His first sexual orientation was with his wife. On the night of his honeymoon, the two are joined together. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. And now his lifestyle, he's a married man or his identity, part of his identity, he's a married man with a wife and he's gonna raise a family. That's original intent. Here's the challenge that we have today, church. Listen, kids are getting sexually oriented to images and things way before natural attraction has time to develop. So they're on the internet And now with character generation, like the Avatar movie and things like that, they can get on the internet and they can watch, kids can watch, it's a a woman with both genitals that has a face like a cat that's looking like an alien. Do you you see what I'm saying? Now in all the rods and cones and wire, and they're releasing, and they're releasing to these images. And there's all different body parts and there's all different things going on. Do you know how destructive that is? You can get attracted to anything. Listen to this, listen to this. I told, there, listen, a kid, I knew him, ninth grade. He was, he, they call, the, the, the word on the street is a furry. A furry, listen, you know why? Because he had been watching this cartoon porn where it's cartoons and they kind of have like, you know, it's a sexy, this woman, but she's got some animal features and it looks like a human, but it's got these different things. Guess what? He couldn't be attracted to normal girls. He could only be attracted to these cartoon images. Why? 
Because that's how sexuality works. Of course, of course that's what's going to happen if that's what you're firing and wiring to when the urge to merge surge is happening. Of course, of course, a man being attracted to a man, of course there's a, there's a thousand ways that that could happen and develop now with internet pornography as they're taking in images and scenes of, of men and women and what, I mean, of, of course that could happen. Of course the same-sex attraction girl to a girl can, ha- I mean, what do you expect with what you, what's being pumped out? But here's what I'm trying to say. Just because you have an attraction based on your, what Carrie called epigenetics, which is your environmental, what happens to you as you grow up in your environment with internet porn, with an abusive dad, with an experience with someone that started out just as curiosity but led to something much more. Just because you have that attraction, listen, that is not your identity and you don't have to adopt a lifestyle based on what your current attraction is or whatever's going on on the inside of you. Are you following me? So, this is what I'm trying to say, watch. You can refire and rewire. There's no judgment for what you're attracted to, who you're attracted to, what's going on in the attraction realm. I'm just saying this, if you will learn how to bring this under subjection and say, Lord, I want this, I'm wired to this. I'm not sure how this happened, but maybe I am, but I'm wired to this. Lord, I want this, but God, I want you more. I want this, but I want you more, Lord. I want that, but I want you more, Lord. I'm telling you, if you learn how to bring God into the picture, he'll give you grace for wholeness. There's no shame in your game. There is no shame in your game. You're human. So watch this. Go to the last scripture. We're gonna refire and rewire. We talked about the word. If you're married, you gotta refire and rewire with your spouse. Guys, here you go. Here you go, I'm giving you Bible. This is out of the book of Maccabees. No, I'm kidding, it's 1 Corinthians. Come on, show it, show it. Now concerning things of which you've heard of me, it is good for a man to not touch a woman. That's talking about if you're single and doing sexual things. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, look at this. Look, there's hope. Because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own Husband, in other words, Paul's like, yeah, man, the, the, the sexual pull is too strong. If you, you gotta get married. Keep going. Let the husband render to his wife the affection to her and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. <laughs> now, The best I can do is a half scripture, guys. So if you can ask your wife to just bow her head and pray right now. But here is the other half, okay? I told you I had you scripture. I didn't say there was another half to it. Look, and likewise, the husband does not have authority over his body, but the wife does. So if she says, hey, I don't want your body right now, I'm tired, well. Hey. (laughs) That, that sound effect was just a little bit too real, Jeff, that. That sounded like something was on the way down. All right, so. (laughs) Watch, watch, watch. Do not, we gotta go, we gotta go. Do not deprive one another. Look, don't deprive one another. That's a good one, guys. Don't deprive one another, except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again. Look, come together again. If you take time off sexually, you know, you're, you're praying fast a little bit, whatever. You better come together again and come together again quick so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Here's what God's saying. If you're not constantly firing and wiring to your wife, guess what? Those cords are gonna get loose and weak 
And then here comes the sexual impulse desire and the enemy will tempt you. Then you start what? Firing and wiring to something else, another image. Do you see what I'm saying? And now we've given place to the devil again and we've gotten back in to brokenness. Here's what I wanna say, church. God knew exactly where you would be at this moment before the world was ever born. He loves you. God is not some old fashioned whatever that doesn't understand what we're going through. Look at that. He's saying right there, sexuality is powerful. It's, it's, it's hard to get it under control. There's just way too many people moving right now. I'm like losing my concentration. Let me embarrass you just for one more second. No, though most of those people are group and serving team leaders. They gotta get to, uh, get to those booths. But here's what I'm trying to say. You can be free and you can be whole sexually in Jesus' name, regardless of what's going on in the area of attraction or what your experience has been. Amen, can I have a good amen to that? Let me pray for you right now. Would you stand to your feet? I've gone a little long, so we're, we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to, I had to go there, is that okay? I only know how to preach it the way I know how to preach it. Father, we just come in Jesus' name. Come on, this is gonna just be an all-inclusive prayer. Surrender to Jesus uh, and, and getting free and all that. Father, we just thank you that you love us. We thank you for grace. Lord, we thank you that sexual freedom is a process. It's a process, Lord. And you give us grace when we fail. Lord, we thank you for forgiving us of all of our sins. Just say this right now, say, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Lord, I thank you that I have forgiveness of all of my sin. Fill me with your Spirit. And Lord, I thank you that you love me no matter what. If I fall, I'm going to get back up again. I might want many things. But Lord, I want you more. Lord, I want you more. Lord, I want you more. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.